We'll be streaming live soon. Good morning. For those of you that are studying with us, we're beginning a study on the book of Ephesians. Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. And our, one of our mission trips was uh, to cover Corinth and Ephesus. Corinth uh, is in Greece, and Ephesus is in Turkey. And so Paul is writing from, from somewhere, perhaps Corinth, a letter to the Ephesians. And as we study the letter to the Ephesians, something is going to uh, come uh, to really bless you. Because he is divided in two, two ways, in two areas. The first area, it deals with how believers can be in Christ. How, it deals with how believers have to be in Christ in order to be safe from attacks. Remember in Galatians, he dealt with the Judaizers, adding to salvation by faith the principle of circumcision. And Paul was against that. And he spent the whole time. But in Ephesians, Paul is talking about a broader term. He's, he has two large areas. How can a believer be in Christ? And then how believers should act. How believers have to be in Christ. And how believers should act. And so this morning, uh, by the way, this is a circular letter that went into all the churches. Uh, not specifically to only Ephesus, but to all the churches. Now, more specifically, it talks about how important is that Jews and Gentiles get together. How important uh, that these two large areas, the Jews and the Christian Gentiles, will come together. And the second point that he discusses is that they should be united under Jesus. They should be united under Jesus. And, and of course, you'd say... Uh, 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 it is a, uh, a reality there. So let me go to uh, our top, our verse for today. And of course, he speaks from verse 15, verse 1 to verse uh, 15, 14, about all kinds of bases. And he discusses all kinds of things uh, uh, and talks about salvation. And he talks about uh, being predestined. He talks about dispensation of the fullness of time and the blood of Jesus and redemption. And, 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 uh, and, and so, you know, verse 4 says, According as He has chosen in, in Him, before the foundations of the world you've been chosen. But then he comes to verse 15, begins to pray for the Ephesians, a group of people. And it says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know Him better. And of course, you know, wisdom is something that all of us need to have. You know, I've experienced a time in my life where I never needed more wisdom than now. You know, I, I, I need wisdom from God. I need to know what He wants me to do. I want Him to guide my life in this moment. It's a critical moment in my life. 
And I have to find a way to get hold of the wisdom of God. Don't you feel the same way? That there are times in life where you don't know what to do. You don't know what to say. You don't know what, uh, how to put together. Uh, life presents uh, uh, challenges that are from life unto death. And so you have to come up with some way to, to, <laughs> to, get, to, to be wise in God, to know what to do. And of course, <laughs> I never experienced that before. You know, I've just, uh, I just been deciding what to do next by just moving every day. So the spirit of wisdom and revelation, so that you know Him better, to know who Jesus is. Don't you want to know who Jesus is? Don't you want to have a revelation from God about Him that will heal your, your mind, your brain? So the wisdom here uh, is, is a spirit. Now I began to look at that and I began to realize that uh, where does this spirit come from? Where is this spirit of revelation? I don't understand. Where is it? What, what, are, you, what are you talking about? And I found a verse in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2 and 3, that says, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest on him, one. The Spirit of wisdom, two. The Spirit of understanding, three. The Spirit of counsel, four. The Spirit of might, five. The Spirit of knowledge, six. And the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, seven. And I thought, well, what is Isaiah hearing from God. Now, if you look closely on Isaiah, is that all of these, these spirits rest upon the Son of God. These, the, the, these spirits are in itself the basis of the, opera, opera, uh, the operation of the Holy Spirit in the life of Jesus. So when you come to know Jesus, you're going to understand the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom, the understanding, counsel, might, spirit of knowledge and fear of the Lord. It's a spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is the individual existence of a conscious person. And so, if the Holy Spirit is the individual counsel, it's a person, then we need to get... Uh, Stop a little bit and get some idea here what this is. Because what I'm hearing here is that I want some of this. You know, I want some of this in my life. And I don't want it next week. I need it today. I need it now. And so, I read the next verse. And this is a revelation from Isaiah. It's a prophetic revelation from the prophet Isaiah. And he says on verse 3, he will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. Now, that really spoke to me. That the reason why Jesus can look at you, but look on the inside, he, or decide by what he hears with his ears. So what do you mean? In other words, when Jesus rules and judges us, it's not by what the eyes see and what the ear hears it. Now, Paul talks about hearing the Word of God. Faith cometh by hearing the Word of God. But here we're talking about a type of, uh, 
a type of spiritual presence that doesn't depend on hearing, doesn't depend on seeing. And then he says, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. Let me read it again because this is really something. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes. Or decide by what he hears with his ears. Meaning that Jesus doesn't have to hear or see in order to make a decision about you. He knows you in and out. He knows your sadness, your hurt, your pain, your torment, your anxiety. He understands your your need at this very moment that you are experiencing in your life. And He has the power to come in with the Spirit of the Lord, which is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, might, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. And He will then act into your life. And how He does it? With righteousness, He will judge the needy. What do you mean the needy? You and I. You see, we're in need. For me to tell you I don't have a need, I'll be a great, the greatest liar in the room. I'm in more need now than I've ever been before in my years of living. I'm in a storm that I don't know how it's going to stop. But my God, in your problems, in your need, in your desperation, He will act by the Holy Spirit in the spirit of wisdom. Now notice that uh, He will do with righteousness and justice. He will give decisions. What do you mean decisions? What car to buy? Sell the house, don't sell. Situations in the office. Personal struggles. Relationships. Situations with uh, finances. Problems with COVID-19. Death of a relative. uh, 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 Storms of life that come in to... Try to disrupt who you are spiritually. These are days that are difficult days in the life of, of the kingdom of God, in the life of the church. There's no question in my mind that these are more difficult days than never before. Now, so you see that these seven spirits are what, in, what embraces Jesus Because he doesn't look for eyes or hearing as he approaches your need. He hears from the inner self. The spirit of wisdom, it's a spirit, ingredient, part of the Holy Spirit who talks to you about areas that you've got to decide. Oh, don't you need it? Don't you need it? Now, there's seven. Is that repeated in the Bible anywhere? Well, it's interesting. And I want to show you Revelation chapter 5, verse 6. It says, Then I saw the Lamb, looking as if it had been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures in the elders. He had, the Lamb, seven horns, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent, into, sent out into all the earth. Seven horns is the strength. Seven eyes is the deep, 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 deep. What he's saying, the seven eyes. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. 
He's talking about the spirit of wisdom. It's part of the seven eyes of God. In other words, God has these seven spirits rooming around the earth back and forth, turning to the east and the north and the south and the little farms and the little edges of, 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 of California all the way to New York City, back to Brazil, back to England, back to Europe, back to China, back to Asia, back to Turkey. It's, it's a constant move of these spirits throughout the earth in order for the Lord to judge with righteousness and justice, giving those needy people, you see, decisions for the poor of the earth, people who need the Lord's help. You are the poor today. I am the poor today. I'm the one that is struggling, saying, God, would you have mercy on my life, Lord? God, speak to me, God. Come, Holy Spirit of God. In Revelation chapter 1, verse 4, again, it shows up the same line. Grace and peace to the seven churches in the province of Asia. Grace and peace to you for, from Him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before the throne. So now we know that they go around the earth. Number one. And number two, they're before the throne of God. What do you mean by that? Is that everything related to God making a decision about anything that He might decide? It begins on the throne. Because on the throne of God... Surrounding the throne, you have the Holy Spirit. You have the spirit of wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, and fear of God. Now let me ask you this. If God needs these seven spirits, why don't you say that you need it also? You need, you know, the spirit that I'm referring to this morning is the spirit of wisdom. But it begins on the throne of God. You have to be in the presence of God. Being before His throne means you have to bow down and go into the throne of God and say, Father God, would you have mercy on my life, God, and help me to decide about this situation with my son, my daughter, my problem with the insurance, my problem with the house, my problem with my, my daughter in college. Oh God, have mercy, Lord Jesus. I'm speaking to you as you are one of the needy. You are a needy person. Just like I am, we're need. But it comes from the throne. Now, I want to continue. It says, Grace and peace to you from Him who is, who was, and who is to come. And from the seven spirits before the throne. And from Jesus Christ, <coughs> who is the faithful witness. Now, when I said that, when I saw that, I, I talked about the inner witness that we have inside of us which is the Holy Spirit in the world. When you've been saved, been baptized with the Holy Spirit, you have an inner witness. And that inner witness is what makes you move forward to the throne of God because you experience something and you use the same channel and ask God for wisdom before the throne because you, have the, you understand the process. You've been touched by Jesus. Now you can go to, back to Him. It's the same channel. And it says, grace and peace to you from him who was and was and is to come from the seventh spirit before the Lord. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of the kings of the earth. 
just that. Now, who, what is the firstborn of the dead? Is that uh, He is the one who was resurrected, came to life, and in, in, in saved the world. A faithful witness. Again, the same thing about these seven spirits is in Revelation 3.1. To the angel of the church in Sardis write, These are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God in the seven stars. Now, you know Jesus holds the seven spirits. And notice that it says the seven spirits of God. Now, if Jesus holds it, He can let it go. If He holds it, He will bless your life. If He holds it, He will give it to you. And so this morning I'm saying, God, I need wisdom. I have so many decisions I have to make today. I'm physically impaired. I've got to have your help, God. I've got to have your mercy on, on your servant, Lord. You're in perfect servant. I, I need your help, God. And as you begin to read these verses, it, it strengthens. He says, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. What does that mean? He's talking. The angel of the, of the church is the angel to the church of Sardis is, is saying here that Jesus holds the seven spirits. Strengthen what remains is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Meaning that life has processes and you've got to finish what God has called you to do. Remember therefore what you have received and heard. Ah, I remember, Lord, what I have received and heard from you. Hold it fast and repent. I have, Lord, I repented. But if you do not wake up, I will come alive as a thief, and you will know what time I will come to you. In other words, I'm not coming to make peace. I'm coming to make war, because I have given you an assignment, and it's your responsibility to finish. But it's only possible if you put your strength in God, in the seven spirits of God. Interesting, is it? Now let's take a look at uh, another, another, another verse. It's Revelation four and five. It says, "And out of the throne proceeded lightnings and thunderings and voices, and there were seven lamps of fire, seven lamps of fire, burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God." Now, so. When you speak about the throne of God, you speak about thunder and lightning and colors of amber and fire mixed with smoke. It is the idea of Ezekiel as he saw the thundering lights upon the, the top, of, top of, the, of the place of God, the, the tabernacle of God in, in Jerusalem. And so here he begins to say, Lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. So, it's not stationary. It burns. It moves. It acts. It waits for decision making. But God has a hold of it. Jesus has the hold of wisdom in, your, in His hands. And He can just let it go toward you. 
He can give you that which you're struggling so much. He can decide for you about that situation that you don't. And so this morning, you know, I'm crying out to God, Oh God, give me the wisdom of God. Revelations 5 and 6 says, And I saw the Lamb look as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne of God, encircled by four living creatures and elders. We heard that before. The Lamb had seven horns, which is strength, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, sent out into all the earth. Now let's see what He does here, because we already heard several times now that He's sending out throughout the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne, Jesus. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell bowed down before the throne of God, before the Lamb. The four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell before Jesus. Each one had a harp and they were holding golden boughs full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And they sung a new song. You are worthy to take the scrolls and to open the seals because you were slain when with your blood you purchased of God. Persons who from every tribe and language and people and nation. I want to read this to you again. You were worthy to take the scrolls, means the names of those that are saved, and open its seals before you were, before you were slain. And with your blood you purchased. For God, persons of every tribe, every country, every nation, in Israel, in China, in Asia, and everywhere, in small in Pekin, in Brazil, in Latin America, in Central America, in North America, in Canada, God, God purchased through the blood of Jesus. Now, you probably say, does He know you? Yes. Does He know where you are right now? Notice, notice, notice these connotations about the throne. Before the throne of him who holds the seven spirit, seven lips that burn for fire, which are the seven spirit. Seven spirits represent the sevenfold ministry of the spirit mentioned in the book of Isaiah. They are before the throne of God. Jesus is the one who holds these spirits. And one of them is revelation, is wisdom. So what is Paul saying in spirit of revelation? What he means by that is that God gives the spirit of wisdom to men. In other words, God can give you this morning. I'm going to pray that you receive it. I'm going to pray that God will bring to you a wisdom that you never had before. And let me tell you this. It's not what somebody says. It's not what somebody read. It's not what somebody heard. Because you might be in the area to where you hear and you see and God is saying to you, what I need you to do is to trust my spirit of wisdom and hear me because I judge in righteousness and justice if you are on one of my poor people who need it. So it's not something that you hear from others. It's not something that somebody calls you on the phone and says, this is what you have to do. It's what God does to us inside. Listen, you don't need to call me to tell me what I need to do. That's not going to help me. Now let's take a look at people who received it and had it, and God gave it. When Moses was about to ordain 
Aaron. God said to Moses, Take thou unto thee Aaron thy brother, and his sons with him, Aaron's sons, from among the children of Israel, that they may minister unto me in the priest's office, even Aaron, Nadab, Abihu, Eliezer, Atamar, Aaron's sons. So that so God spoke directly to Moses to tell Aaron to pick up his uh, four sons. Exactly four, yes. And said to him, And thou shalt make holy garments for Aaron thy brother for the glory and for, for, for glory and for beauty. Meaning, Aaron, take your sons and you're going to do something for me. You're going to make clothing so I can ordain the people in the priests of God. And then he says, And thou shalt speak unto all that are wise-hearted, whom I have filled with the Spirit of wisdom. Meaning that wisdom here has to do with manufacturing, has to do with selling, has to do with presentation, has to do with music, has to do with instruments, has to do with appearance, has to do with color, content, texture, has to do with inner and out places and areas that are not just decision making of the mind. And he says, Whom I have filled with wisdom, spirit of wisdom, they may make Aaron's garments to consecrate him. So the children of Aaron, God filled them with the spirit of wisdom to build the garments so God could ordain Aaron. That they make Aaron's garments to consecrate him, that he may minister unto me in the priestly office. Now, isn't that interesting? That four sons are now going to bless Aaron and minister to him. But you see, the spirit of wisdom is applicable to more than you think. You see, we don't connect the needs of our real life with the Holy Spirit of God and His power. Connecting the Holy Spirit of God and His power in the seven spirits of God with earthly needs, it's a critical need. Because God becomes a part of who you are, a part of your life, a part of what you do. Now today I have to make... Oh my goodness. I don't know how many decisions I have to make today. Maybe 10, 15 decisions. I don't feel good. I'm tired and actually not healthy-wise. But I need wisdom. I need wisdom from God. Listen to me. I need wisdom from God. Don't you need wisdom from God? Are you about to make decisions that uh, you have to make? Listen to me. Are you in need are you in personal need this morning? Heavenly Father, I pray, God, 
that my brother receive wisdom from God. Make me the first to receive it, God. I pray, Lord, that you invade my mind and my spirit and my soul. And tell me, God, what I need to do for your glory and honor. Lord, without your wisdom, I'm not going to be able to fulfill your call in my life. And so I ask this morning, God, that you give me your wisdom to be able to do that which you call me to do, God. Oh, Heavenly Father, there are many with me right now in this ministry throughout the earth that are facing horrible decisions. The burial of a father. The loss of a mother. The pain of a mortgage bill. A broken bone in the hospital. A broken back. Cancer. Lungs with cancer being healed right now, God. People that are desperate, Lord, they don't know what to do. I ask you to heal them by the power of God. I ask you, Lord, that you have mercy on them, God. Heal them, God, the power of your Spirit, Lord. God, begin to heal me. I'm in need, Lord, before you. And I ask in the name of Jesus that you have mercy on your servant. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit of God. God bless you. God bless you today. Eu quero ser um testemunho Remove o erro e crie o bem em mim Estrela alva brilha em mim Brilha a luz que é luz 